Just so you know, this episode goes out to the world during the last week of April, and via the magic of pre-recording, I can say, Hello all, we are currently the 26th of April 2019. I turned 40 just 10 days ago, Boy. and I am currently in New York City with my mum for 10 very neat days. Oh, jealous. <laughs> As I have the ability to be many places at once, I'm also here in Glasgow and we are very excited because we finally welcome Boriana, Floplan Croissant herself. Hello, Boriana. Hi, guys. Hey. Hi. Okay, happy birthday, Jan, with uh, several days late. I I would never say that you ha you are 40. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. You, you all look like children <laughs> <laughs> also uh, i'm very happy that you are back three together because uh, you had this um uh message like several weeks ago we are breaking up oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, it was really sad and i was i don't i didn't know what's going on but i i believe it was just a vacation no uh, that was me doing a clickbait oh gotta love do you remember clickbait Nice. And what was that? My brother trying to join me right now <laughs> for some uh, reason. Mark trying just to join now. Me. So I can't exactly pinpoint how I found out about your art, Boriana. However, Patreon tells me I've been a patron since February 2018. Yeah, way. It's a whole year. Oh, anniversary. So we've got 12 of these little things? Okay. You're my second patron, actually. It oh, was wow. amazing when I had you. <laughs> oh, that's so cool, Jan. Yes. Yes, it was so, so nice. Thank you. Thank you so much. My pleasure. I'm not sure how I, f yeah, I stumbled upon, as I just said, your, your work, but I'm glad I did. And uh, yeah, it's uh, the, on the video, those who actually will see the video can see some of them that are, <laughs> so it's one a month, right? When you get the $20 tier. And there was a nice Christmas one, and uh, I ordered one for my brother, the Matrix Matrix one. And I had did they arrive? Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> Everything arrived. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> in, in the end, yes. So we've been wanting to do this episode for a while. So I asked you a few days ago, what movie is the one that inspired you to go into that art, to uh, drawing floor plans, this, this uh, lifelong quest to uh, discover architecture in films? I never knew. I never knew this will take me so far, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I just wanted to take out uh, the floor plan of this particular movie and look what happened now. Four years later. <laughs> Four years later. <laughs> amazing. It's amazing. You know, I, before Jan brought it up, and I, I knew quite funnily put if we Google floor plan croissant our video from like last year doing we just discovered it. You'd never you never saw stuff like this actually for floor plans of movies. And I don't yeah. know why, that's, it's incredible. It's such a thing that you'd think that's a great idea, but nobody had done it up to this point. Mm -hmm. There is uh, there is this girl, I think um, she did like many, many years ago, like 10 years ago, the um, with pencil, vet, uh, 2D, uh, 2D look, not 3D, but mm. 2D. Uh, the Carrie Bradshaw apartment. Oh, Probably right. you've stumbled upon it, you know? And um, but uh, no movies, no the 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 cinema type of movies, no, it's not the TV series one. Yeah. Oh, okay, so that movie, so you actually gave me two titles. We we watched Amour, 
really together yesterday and i struggled to find elena so actually found it to, this morning and I, I, i was the only one who watched it so we're going to talk exclusively about amour i guess but you saw elena also i just me i saw it this morning really yes yes so nice <laughs> um well, well well me and adam would will definitely try and Watch yeah, we'll watch that then. after this. It was on iTunes US, so oh, I, right. yeah. Uh -huh. Where whereas Amour was on iTunes UK for one pound ninety nine. Really? As a buy, whereas the renting was three ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay. It's a good film, man. It I remember I when Jan mentioned it, I was like, okay. And then we started watching it, and we got to the the scene, the well, the opening scene, really, of the at the breakfast table. I was like, I know this movie from somewhere, and I remember it from the hype way back in like for the Bafters because this cleaned house, this film award wise. Yeah, which is funny us coming off of um, Oscar month. Like this is a, a a non. Imagine this coming out today; it'd be on Netflix, and it wouldn't win anything. Uh -huh. This did it, didn't, really well. it didn't take any Oscars or maybe the um, the foreign movie one it, or no? It got, I, don't, I don't know. I think it, it got best film not in the English language at the Oscars, but at BAFTA, the lead actress, she won for lead actress in a, yes. in a film. So I don't know. I don't think it won anything else at the Academy, but at BAFTA, we gave it the um, the lead actress and best film not in the English language as well. Mm -hmm. so Actually, the lead actress, she, do you know that um, she used to live in this apartment during the shoots of the, of the, of the movie because um, she was very old already mm. and she passed away actually two years ago i think and uh, she was very old and it was really difficult for her to get from home to work every day to, to shoot so she just slept in the bedroom <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice yes. it's a nice apartment actually yeah. actually this apartment doesn't exist at all it is a built set and i was shocked to find this out weeks after struggling with the, with the floor plan of this apartment because it, it looks so real yeah it's super real and um it's that thing uh, that recently probably you've noticed that um i am really fascinated by apartments which are somehow connected with directors personal apartments for mm. example stanley kubrick he uh, he rebuilt his um apartment uh, where he used to live in new york in the 50s and uh, he he rebuilt it in london and shot ice white shot in it um oh. also i found out that haneke michael haneke the director of amour the film that i don't think we ever mentioned that you three of you uh, watched and it was the film that inspired me to to, to try to take the floor plan out of of the apartment Amour by Michael Haneke so this is his childhood apartment from Vienna where he lived as a child and he built it again and shot Amour in it but it was set and it was like horrendous time for the crew which was uh, building the apartment because he he was so um he, he wanted the sound of the parquet to to uh, the, the 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 squeak the, the squeaking of the parquet when you when you when you f uh, when you step on it uh, to be exactly exactly the same like he he remembered it so he made the crew re rearrange the parquet several times wow. <laughs> for this <laughs> for this film. Just because you notice that there is a lot of pacing from one room to another room, one room to another room, the the wheeling chair, everything, and and you always hear this parquet, and it was very important for him. 
Hmm. I have a question then. What was it that inspired you to to then start do the floor plan? Was it learning about what you just told us or actually watching? Uh, because in Amour, you can see the nice stuff like the paintings and photographs on the wall. So what was it that inspired you? You researching afterwards or actually seeing this? It was strange. I, I remember when, when I saw this film, And uh, I was deeply in my profession as an architect, working my interior projects, houses, everything. Very, very on the, on the peak <laughs> of my architectural career, probably. <laughs> A lot of work. And, uh, and, and this film, when I, when, I, when I watched it, I remember thinking, oh my God, I, I probably, I actually see in my head the, the whole floor plan right now because They, they stay most of the time inside the apartment and it was uh, from the living room to the kitchen to the bedroom bedroom living room kitchen bedroom living room kitchen bathroom and tens of times this and and i was i went to bed and i was first thing tomorrow morning i'll just at for breakfast while drinking my tea i will just catch the the, the floor one and um i thought it it was going to be a piece of cake and it was impossible <laughs> <laughs> it was super, super difficult. And uh, it, it became like a weak task for me. Uh, this this uh, among, um, among my other work, I, I was just working on it separately with a pencil and uh, on, on the sheet of paper. And a, a, a lot of a lot of problems appeared. I, I just couldn't couldn't understand a lot of the the the, the my architect's mind couldn't get how come the kitchen and the and the door uh, the the main door and main do uh, entrance door and the corridor how they fit because something just just didn't 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 fit there was something wrong also the the building was supposed to be on a on a main Paris, Paris boulevard and all, all those buildings you know they, they have these straight lines of windows just just very regularly arranged And, and when I uh, put the rooms one, one next to the other, the dining room, the living room, and th there, is a, no, there is a kitchen, living, and in between there is a middle room, which we see only in the beginning of the film when the police break it, when they enter. We only see this room then. And when I arranged the windows, they, they just didn't get in any order. There was two like this, then the next one next next to it, but very close, absolutely no order logical at all. And I was, I, I was, uh, I was, I, I didn't know that they built sets at this time. <laughs> I was sure that it's a real apartment. How come? How come? Then I read a lot and uh, then I found out it's a built set. And of course, they can afford to do whatever they want. <laughs> and, um, and it was super adventurous time for me <laughs> much more adventurous than than my real life projects <laughs> and uh and i was really happy really really happy awesome was it quite early on that you actually started to have help from set designers from the movies or did it come later or came very late much later i was alone absolutely on my own for the first seven or eight houses probably wow And one day I got a message from uh, the director, uh, Alex Rosperi. Uh, I just painted his house, uh, uh, the Queen of Earth. He wrote me in Twitter, I want this, I want this. 
and I, I was, it was super, super strange. I didn't know that I actually can communicate with these people. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yes, later I figured out that I can actually write to the production designers and ask them some questions. But you, you cannot just write them a message or um, and say, hey, can you can you send me the floor plan or probably just tell me uh, how come it looks like there's a room behind this wall, but you never show it, what the hell? <laughs> you need to send them your work you've done before this. You need to send them your, send them your blood on the paper and, uh, and uh, th- they need to see that you suffered for like weeks. Yeah. <laughs> An addition for every every floor plan. Man, it's a whole new level to them now, yeah. Yeah. I just love the idea that when you start doing this and you're still doing, like, real-life architectural work, people are just like, I think I've seen this somewhere. Just like, hang on, I watched the film last night and there's a room here that... It's just the seeing the sm- seeing if anything leaped over to each job. I thought that'd be quite funny. I think the 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 big print that I purchased was the Dreamers. I think a room was discovered after you painted. There was something like this. It's a bit of a drama thing, or was it? Oh, it was it was dramatic for me. This apartment. Um, I th- this room. I would never know. It it, it wasn't a room. It was a corridor. A whole corridor surrounding the um, the, the staircase, and um, you know the the dreamers uh, they they have this inner courtyard inside the the building where Louis Guerrero's character he he goes down the stair into this inner courtyard to find food in the junk. You rem- do you remember this? He, uh, they, they they are out of money and uh, they they don't have what to eat. And they go and um, and look in the trashes for food. And this is the inner courtyard of the building. And um, this inner courtyard, from the one side of it, there is Matthew's room, the American guest boy. And on the other side of the courtyard, there is the bathroom. And they they make eye connection through through the courtyard. And I never it never occurred to me that these guys who own the apartment, their parents, and the real apartment, because it's a real apartment, actually, it surrounds, goes around all this courtyard. I never I never knew such an apartment exists in the world. Amazing. And I was sure that, that uh, Matthew's room across the courtyard is some kind of a set, and it's impossible that, 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 that there might be such architectural decision. And when I painted the... the the, the the floor plan of the of the dreamers apartment and uh, i i didn't include these corridors surrounding the courtyard later my favorite person in the world <laughs> production designer of the film genre bass uh, he sent me two gigabytes of photos of all the all the um, process of them building this uh, set but it was a real apartment just they were bu- building it uh, like putting doors and uh, and uh, furniture in, in mm. it and then and in in those photos i saw the, the corridor yes and it was dramatic the painting had already been done <laughs> no corridor on it that's it <laughs> <laughs> wow so it's interesting that this film that we watched for this episode amour uh won the palme d'or in cannes and there is a name I saw quite early on in the credits. Every time I see this name, I, I like, oh, uh, the cinematographer is a French-Iranian guy called Darius Konji. And he worked with Jean-Pierre Genet a few times, with Delicatessen, 
the city of lost children alien resurrection so but this is jean rabas uh, 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 crew i mean so he knows the production designer of dreamers because he worked also for the delicatessen and, and the and the, the lost children And right. so the cin cinematographer is the Amour cinematographer. I didn't know that. Yes, that's the same. Uh, he also obviously worked with David Fincher, uh, Seven, Panic Room, and wow. that's the one, Bernardo Bertolucci, Stealing Beauty. Yeah. Ah, yes. Oh. <laughs> and Okja. Oh, yeah. That forgotten film. So he's, he's really active. Yeah. Just two years ago. Yeah. Darius Conji. Wow. Yeah. How did you... Because uh, clearly we've—I I never heard about Amour before, and on this podcast, this—the episode is not out yet. Uh, let me think. Yeah, I think it should be out anyway. Even if it's out or not, we, the first time we had a French movie, <laughs> it, it didn't go well uh, because—and I'm. I'm saying Why, right now yeah. I I didn't sell the 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 thing to Adam properly, so that's my uh, that's mine. That's my fault. I, Look, when you when when we had a discussion the day before, like oh yeah, well let's watch the 400 Blows, this movie that inspires countless other coming of age movies, and the shot of a child at a beach looking back on like the whole any beach shot is from it. I'm like great. Oh, we're watching a French film tomorrow. Oh, it's not 400 Blows. I'm like, what? And then we get there and it's just this... Well, it's out. You've heard how, how much I loved A Wing and a Thigh, which features in Roma. Not that film, but the style of that film features in Roma. It's the film that um, is on when... Fer is it Fernand? The, the, the boyfriend who leaves her? I can't remember his name. I think it's something Fernand. Fermin. Fermin leaves her. Like he, She tells him his, she's pregnant and he leaves. The film in the background is by the same people of this French film that I just... <laughs> was not the 400 Blows, so yeah. No, you haven't heard it yet. It's not out yet? No, the, It's uh, coming. I mean, yeah, yeah, the, the wing of the thigh is coming. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Actually, Amour is... They, they speak in French, but uh, the director, he's... He's not French guy. Mm. Uh, he no. has a lot of German speaking uh, movies, but okay, it's it's a French movie. <laughs> Isn't it? It's like a it's like a cooperation because there's definitely a fr German film involved, and then is it is Vienna the last one? Because it comes up it at is. the start of the film. It's a fr it's a it's French. Well, you have French, Austrian, German, German and Austrian. Austrian. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Which a lot of because because it's funny because the apartment itself when you see that three room effect you know like the bedroom the room we never see and then the living room it's very similar to the apartments where your mom stays in Berlin like it does have I always equate that sort of like three room layout to European architecture now because I've seen that it actually reminded me a lot of my grandparents' house in Germany because they have these uh, it's like a tenement building. But the door that leads from the staircase to the their apartment are these like huge metal. Vest I don't know what they're called, but they have like they're like really thick metal doors mm. um, that are painted, and they have these huge double doors that open, and then they connect to each room, so you can see f yes, through yes. three or four rooms. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, and the, what about the the vestibule? You know the the en the entrance area, a, mm. a very very big wide hallway. Did, did your grandmother have, have it? <laughs> My mum does now in Berlin. So okay, it's a, it's a definitely a European apartment. Yeah. Uh, the model is from v Vienna, exactly this one. But yes, yes, this is you. We can see this in Berlin, in Paris, in 
in Vienna and in many many other w- w- uh, countries also for example in Russia I don't know um, but I think I, s- I saw such an apartment in, Tar- in Tarkovsky's short film but it might have been shot in Italy I don't know about Russia probably no I, it would be great to, to talk about the apartment in Elena, Zviagintsev Elena, but only Jan saw it. So, <laughs> Jan, just it. a few words. <laughs> what yeah, do go you for think it. of the apartment? Yeah, go, <laughs> go for, for it. it. Go for it. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because it's um, th- th- a lot of uh, light coming out, uh, com- coming in because there are plenty of, obviously, like it's bigger, way bigger. It's a modern, modern uh, uh, apartment, not classic. <laughs> it's like uh, the, 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 the designer's type. <laughs> yes, like the, right, and the architect's flat kind of. Uh, but yes, yes. It, it's, uh, I thought some of the shots were similar, which was interesting. And the dynamic between, in the couple, it's, b- both stories are uh, with couples. So that's, that's interesting. But mm-hmm. uh, we'll definitely uh, watch it after. Okay. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I think it's quite unusual to see at that level of intensity and being with them, a couple of the 80, uh, 80 year old couple. Yeah. And for anyone uh, with grandparents, uh, obviously that, uh, well, uh, everyone, except obviously if you are an orphan, you have no idea, but that will ring, that will be hard. That will be, that will punch you in the face. Like I, uh, it will remind you stuff. The director's famous for doing films that are really heavy. And some people say this is his one of his more lighter pieces, which is kind of like I know I've I think I've read some descriptions of what these other films are because I haven't seen them. Like they're really like out there. But I wouldn't say this is light. I'd say this is a real like testimony to what the definition of love is, really. Which is really sweet, I thought. Have you seen The Piano Teacher? Oh wow. <laughs> oh, is that the same director? Of course. <gasps> <laughs> that film traumatized me because I've also read the book and of course th- the book is harrowing but watching it and also um it seems that um the director he likes to have shots that don't leave and so you have you're forced to watch it and watch something that is going to be really hard for you but also hard for the characters and obviously the actors it doesn't shy away from watching Isabel Isabel Yopère she's she's professional don't worry about her (laughs) she can't (laughs) handle it (laughs) of course but um you know I think maybe in a lot of films you might have a scene where the man helps his wife you know from a wheelchair into the living room seat but then it leaves uh uh, you know the camera goes to another scene yeah it would be hard like sitting down and like breathing out so we get the implied that they've been lifted even like this very first one of the first scenes at the at the recital where we have this massive wide shot of like loads of different faces and more like Hollywood styled films, that would be like a sort of like on a dolly sweeping across the audience. But the ability to just have stillness, there's a lot of stillness in this, which is a tra- I think I now look a trademark of, of European, but it's nice. It's nice to have something just linger there and let you, and it must be good for actually um, for yourself when looking for like the architecture stuff where the, the film just holds long enough to go, right, that's there, that's there, that's there, that's there as well. So <laughs> yeah, gives you some time to see the floor plan. <laughs> <laughs> the layout of the house. <laughs> By the way, probably it will be interesting 
for you to know, the last film of Michael Haneke, it was last year, and it was called uh, Happy End. Happy End. And um, you will you will love it probably because it's kind of a continuation of Amour. Okay. Mm, okay. Yes, you you can see links with Amour, and it 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 was really re- really surprising. For, uh, but you need to have watched Amour to, to find these links. Okay. See it. Nice. Yeah. yeah it it was on Cannes last year. Okay. Nice. And so I realized watching the credits, they had two pigeon trainers. Yes. It was the pigeon credit. <laughs> Uh, yes, yes, because because of the pigeon, yes. Oh, the 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 pigeon was not credited. Outrageous <laughs> Sim- symbolism. I, well, yeah. I also saw some Pleiad books in the library. That's the book, the legendary collection I talked about a few times before, and I finally have the Miserable one. I'm quite happy about, and I spotted some of those in the library in Amour. So I was in, like, in the in the library of the characters. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, Jan, you will love this because I know you uh, you are a fan of uh, the Dreamers. Yeah. And those photos that Jean Rabas sent me, there is like hundreds hundreds of photos only from the um, dad's office, and very very close shots to the library and titles of books which were somehow important for the director to place them there. Also, there are these there are some books which are uh, put like you see their front just like this because you need to see the title and, and everything. Such an interesting titles, man. <laughs> nice. I, to be fair, I haven't seen the dreamers. I will send you. I will send you some photos <laughs> nice. from the from the from the office of the father to see nice. titles. Oh, great! And yes, I, I need to rewatch it because I watched it probably ten years ago, and I was not as crazy about well analytical and thinking about film as much as I am today. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you will see with different with different eyes. But the sad thing is that in film we we almost don't see anything from the father's um, room, the, the his cabinet office. Because I don't know why, but the the set designers, they they had so much work done there with with every little object. Everything is so important to be in this place, and we never see this in film. I just saw it on the photos. <laughs> ah. so sad. Yes. Uh, Alexandre Tarot was a real, well, is a real pianist. Yeah, I saw that his name was, his name yeah. was the same as the character. So I was like, oh, he must be a real uh, musician. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. That's nice. Mm. He looked like a musician. I actually, when he, when you first see him, I thought, oh, that's really what good casting. <laughs> do, do you know what gave that away is when he sat down at the piano and he sits with that rigid back, you're like, yeah, you're, yeah. you're a piano player because there's just that composure behind the, the piano. Yeah, he also knew what to do with the piano, like how to open it. <laughs> I would be like, how? He's like, I don't remember this in G minor and then proceeds to play it nearly immaculately. <laughs> yeah, and I'm perfect. like, well, I'm pretty sure that's close. Perfectly. I think it probably made it even worse because she was a musician and so she can't use her right hand mm. and probably her left foot, uh, right foot, sorry. And so means that she, won't, she wouldn't be able to play. Mm. Um, I, I've been revisiting the piano teacher uh, for the um, last week. Every day at lunch, I just play next 10 minutes of it <laughs> so it's been like a whole week of piano teacher <laughs> oh it's uh have you have you guys seen it no i have not it's uh, it's incredible it's, it's the bible 
<laughs> to everything. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's, it's it is it is like I I'm having so much pleasure revisiting. Uh, it's uh, maybe eight years after I saw it, and I, I've been thinking about this director Michael Haneke that. Um, he loves music, musicians and mm. the theme of music and uh, g- uh, people playing music, singing music, opera. There, there is a lot of music in the piano teacher also. For example, th- there are other directors who love other kind of artistic jobs like architects or uh, photographers. But Haneke, he, he's, he's really fond of, of musicians. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's what I've noticed. And uh-huh. Amour proves it also oh definitely yeah mm. there was nice. it's not really related to a mule but uh <laughs> we did in a i think it was in our oscar episode it was quite nice to see the people from roma comment on your uh on a video on instagram hmm. so cool um it was this roma i cannot explain what happened there I just woke up in the morning i, I posted the the photo uh, with the floor plan of the house and in the morning, I woke up and I had email from the production designer who told me that I got the house perfectly well. And I had messages from the set designer and from who else? Set designer, production designer, and one one more one more guy had written me. It was really so nice. I don't know how how they reached how this house reached them so fast for hours. And they they all said that um, I got the house correctly. I, I've learned <laughs> to do that already. I, mm-hmm. I, I know it's correct, by the way. It, if it's not, um, I, will, I will know somewhere something won't fix, mm-hmm. won't click. And it, every, everything clicked here. How, and how long? Uh, it, it was really, really, really nice but, awesome. uh, of them to do this. It's really cool. I was I was going to ask how how long have you been doing the floor plans then? If Ayan has been a Patreon supporter Three since years. last year, but when, <clears throat> but that must have started before, no? Mm, yeah, four years, four years, four now. years. Yes, four years since I I started this crazy trip. <laughs> <laughs> nice and uh, so on Patreon, if you so that's twenty dollars a month, you get a monthly floor plan. I showed you. Um, do you do you ever get those because you've got a bigger tier? People can actually have uh, suggest well uh, commission. So uh, did that ever happen already? Or it happened once, and um, it was. Um, I, I I mean I have people asking asking all the time about films they want to 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 see in in the collection on the, in the croissant collection and um but i think it's too expensive for them mm. and uh, and uh, one time one time i i got the order but i'm not supposed to 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 talk about it i was asked <laughs> but it it was it's been one time nice. very cool <laughs> What's what, very secret? <laughs> what's the what's the criteria then for you? Do you do you watch something and go? I'd quite like to draw that, or is it or is it like hmm, maybe I could do this one? Like save a I don't know. I'm trying. I always when I when I see films now, I look at difficult ones. Like one I could imagine is like the Texas Chainsaw House in your own mind, and like something that's out there and different. So what is it? What's it for you to find? Do you do you find it in yourself? Do you watch a film and go? Oh, I should draw that, or do you know of films that you 
know that the, the the house or the architecture is distinct that you'd like to try and do? Um, I think it's hundred percent of the time. I need to be surprised. Mm. I I watch the film without any expectations, and even I myself, I I need to fall in love with the film. I need to to get crazy about it to to not to 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 not sleep or to sleep and and dream of it to to think of it for days, and not even me had uh, would have noticed that there is a house in it. I mean, it's not so important that that all the film the film is all about the house. I just find this way to participate somehow in 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 this this process of the film for example this this movie from last year the polish one cold war uh it was by director pavel pavlikovsky and was um, nominated now for three oscars director um foreign and maybe one more thing uh, uh maybe camera i'm not sure and um it was it was such such a beautiful love story <laughs> in in the film and no particular house, no particular house in it. Oh, e- everywhere architecture, ev- everywhere beautiful images, bl- black and white, amazingly beautifully, be- beautifully made. And I really, 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 really wanted to do something just, just, just to to to, to spend more time with this film. Mm. So I I I I found this uh, nest, love nest, dwelling of the of the protagonists, which which they inhabit for like ten minutes of the whole film, and uh, grabbed it <laughs> and did whatever I could with it to 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 make a, fl- a floor plan from it. We are having uh, director Pavel Pavlikovsky coming to Sofia next week. And uh, I hope I, I hope to, to see him and to to be able to give him a copy of it. Really, oh, wow. really. Hmm. Next week. So we are today, the twenty sixth of April. So that was a while ago, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, he he will be coming somewhere between tenth and twentieth of March. Cool. Awesome. Uh, it's. I won't go. One one interesting difference between this one and. Elena, this one there wasn't that that any present um, theme or musical uh, motif. Even the credits don't have any sound. Hmm. You're you're speaking about amour, amour, yes. Which I thought was so. We were really with the two protagonists, whereas in Elena, it's it's a bit more there. There is a motif, and it's a bit bigger. And uh, yeah, I thought uh, w- watching the two was interesting. Uh, well, they are very, very different films. I- actually, it's the common thing between them is the apartment. Everything else, very, very, very different. But really deep with deep meaning <laughs> films, both both of them with message, yeah. especially Elena. Yeah, well, I always struggle. Well, it's in Russian, and the version I found had, thank God, English subtitles. So that's fine. <laughs> so that's why I only got that this morning. I struggled to get a legal version for for weeks. For, well, for the time I asked you uh, until now, mm. but this morning. So that that's pretty much why I didn't want to. Oh, guys! Uh, well, it's nine. It's nine a.m., guys. Uh, we have uh, this two hours film to watch before. Well, no, I, I didn't do that. I just sneaked in and uh, watched it on my own, but. <laughs> Yeah, really selfish. <laughs> I know we would have been up for that. We'll uh, we'll watch it we'll and do. we'll let you know what we think. Have you done the piano teacher then, or are you doing it, or are you thinking? No, no. Uh, 
I I've I've been I told you I've been revisiting this film this week, but um, there is the the apartment there. It's the apartment of the daughter and the mother. Uh, the on, the only apartment, and um, we can see almost nothing of it. Mm. Yeah. Plus, I feel myself terrible thinking about this apartment. Oh, all this relationship between the mother and the daughter—it's terif—it it terrifies me, and I, I'm not comfortable with this apartment. I—I just—I—I I, I don't want to do it. Yeah. I love I the film. I understand that completely. <laughs> I love the film. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, there are horrible events that go on in that apartment. It's about an overbearing mother, let's say. Well, very overbearing yes, relationship. Let, let, let's say to, to the people who, who don't know the film, uh, Isabel Huppert, she, she's like uh, 40, 50 years old and she lives with her mother. Her mother is uh, the, the, the most horrible person you can imagine. They sleep together in a bed and she's very... Um, uh, she's very violent. She's very um, restrictive. She she uh, you, you, uh, she's like uh, or ordering her daughter uh, the the hour she's supposed to get home, and uh, she's watching her steps so everywhere. She doesn't uh, let her have any relationship with men or other people. Very jealous. Oh. And yes, they they inhabit this apartment. And I just want Isabel Huppert's character to leave to get out of this door and go out and and uh-huh. everything she does outside this apartment I love especially there's this scene when she, where she goes in the video store you know with but uh, the por- pornographic video store <laughs> and she gets inside the cabin alone not telling you any, anything <laughs> you need to see <laughs> it's a great film so, yes spoilers that's alright Jeff any st- any oh yeah I found the question uh, is there so I know you're passionate almost equally in every movie that you delve into but would you say you have a favorite experience the whole package like from watching the movie to the actual completion of the floor plan it, i know it's as hard a question to answer uh, as what's your favorite film but can you do you have do you have anything the, the dreamers the dreamers is my favorite exper- experience it's been like four months wrote I, I i i walked with this uh with this project i started it from zero i gave up several times i absolutely i absolutely didn't know how to how to handle this apartment and i i i then i had this uh brilliant idea during one of the nights i mean some thought how how can i possibly uh assemble the rooms of this apartment uh, because the production designer didn't answer my emails and it's it's been really rewarding process because at the end i really mm, succeed and uh, the um, the result i love it i mean i love the apartment looked from above how it how it looks you know this he's like a triangle some of the apartments they they don't look well looked from the above hmm. very scattered and uh, not compact and this one uh, uh, got very compact and at the end i i became friends with the production designer and it's been really emotional and I, I love this project because you fall in love with every film you do and rightly because that makes the the experience of making the floor plan easier in the same regard is it hard to know when you're done with a floor plan when i'm done when i'm ready yeah uh, uh, 
No, <laughs> it's super, I'm super happy when I'm done. <laughs> so there's no obsessing over like, oh, maybe I've, maybe that's just slightly off or like the tiny little details. You're quite happy to know like, no, I'm, I'm happy with everything, how it is laid out. I, it's, it's, uh, it's strange, but I always know when I'm done. Mm. I know that I have 15 minutes more. I just need to fix this thing here and, and I'm done. Then I'm happy for two or three days. And if I don't have another project in mind, I got, uh, I, I start to get really uh, maybe a little depressed, <laughs> sad, <laughs> nervous. I, I always need to, to, have plan, to, uh, to have a plan in my head mm. what's next. Mm-hmm. Cool. I think I, I don't go that much on Patreon, I support, but um, I know that you, you, you have like, uh, you send uh, behind the scenes and plenty of stuff, how, it's, how it is actually being made and things, uh, which is quite cool. Mm. Um, you have, you have, and I mean, you have the, um, I don't know what it's called, but the time lapse of the creative process on Instagram, right? Yes. I watched all of them <laughs> because really? they're so nice to watch yeah and I also I've always had a really con- nice connection with watercolors I think they're so beautiful and I, I actually wanted to ask you is there a reason why you chose watercolors or is it just a <laughs> it just happened so yeah <laughs> I, I I grabbed the first thing I I, I had uh, on hand I had the watercolors next to me mm. I it might be clay one day or mm pencils anything they they just they just do they do do their job well the watercolors but i'm not uh, like uh they're they're not the most important the the media i use the most important is the um, doing this matrix of rooms finding how they fit together mm. that's what makes me happy mm. watercolor is watercolor <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, that, that's not really... not very artistic, <laughs> artistically set. <laughs> no, but I understand. It's creative. It's process. Before I forget, and uh, I'm sure I won't forget, but uh, rather say right now, we know that you listen to our podcast uh, frequently, and you're a supporter. So thank you, yeah. very much for that. <laughs> thank you. It, it, is, it is bizarre to think somebody on the other side of the world listens to the podcast yeah to us it was like oh wow this is really cool so cool it's totally bizarre yeah in the same way last time i listened to your roma episode i must say anouk watched more carefully than the both of you (laughs) she had so many observations i i I myself uh uh, hadn't hadn't seen Um, (laughs) thank you I, I love I love listening to you guys because um, it's um, you have this feel you give me this feeling which is different from other podcasts I listen I listen uh, to se- several film podcasts you are the only European one I, I have uh, I have told you already this the other ones so are Americans and you are doing it like with comfort I feel like I'm with friends and we are just discussing the film and it's uh, it's it's really at, at ease everything is at ease and um you really seem that have an amazing friendship the three of you and and and, and one can feel it uh, when when he, uh, they listen to you so i hope it works and i hope it you you get many 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 listeners 
Well, we what that a, was amazing. What a glowing review. Thank you very much. <laughs> Stick that on the front page of the Patreon Definitely. page. Definitely. Yeah? <laughs> that was awesome. We're we're um actors, so we actually Yeah, uh, we all hate <laughs> each other. Oh, yeah. I've seen some, <laughs> we, I, I've seen some of your uh, acting. You you've been posting some stuff. Really. <laughs> this is this is probably it's very hard to 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 do what you do. Yeah. I imagine it like this to actors, wow. <laughs> I think it's ha- harder than being a director or cinematographer. Mm. That's how I imagine it. Well, the thing is, the heart of it is that you have no control and you have to be given a job, except when you do your own stuff, as we're doing right now with the podcast. Yeah. It's funny. How do you describe it, being an actor to anybody else? It's like, just imagine that every every other month you have to look for a new job. You know, like every, once you've done a job, you have to look for a new one. I think that's the easiest way for people to relate. It's like constantly job hunting. Just job hunting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get used to it though quite quickly. Yeah. I know that's that might be terrible, but there's quite a lot of things that actors take that anyone else would be like, how dare you? What are you doing right now? I, I'm dressed as a panda outside a Chinese spinning a sign, you know, it's, it's, it's work. <laughs> it's money. <laughs> Um, I have a qu- so for the first time this year we did a special Oscars episode there is a film last year that we didn't talk about but I know that you've been quite obsessed about because we have at least three floor plans behind us there oh. uh, Phantom Thread oh yeah what was oh, Phantom Thread what was the adventure with this one Phantom Thread I, I think this is from all the films that came out the recent three four years this is the film that will stay classic for the next 20 years. It it is still going to grow this film. People will will know how um, how how precious it is uh in future. Not, it's it's not appreciated uh enough at at this right time. But that film um, I've seen four times maybe and I'm I'm not counting the um, Pause and play, pause and play. I do a while taking the plans of the house. Hmm. I'm, I mean, four full times on just on sitting on the sofa and watching it, and uh, it is it is so perfectly well done. Every every line of every actor's line, every movement, every everything uh, uh, you see on every frame. It is it is so well planned. Someone has been thinking about it a lot. And and the best thing I've, I found about this film was, uh, have you, the three of you seen Phantom Threat? Or I'm, I'm speaking to, 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 to guys who haven't seen it we, because we, I, I can see it on your face. <laughs> I haven't seen it, no, sadly. Seen it, haven't you? We, it started we, playing randomly in the background one time, I remember. It's like, Phantom Threat's just on. We purchased it last year on iTunes US to have it very early to be able to watch it, but actually we didn't. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you need to know the first time it means nothing. First, first time see it's it's it must be at least two times to 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 start noticing things. Mm. But uh, the 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 super impressive thing about about this film, uh, there is this couple, man. The man is uh, Daniel Day Lewis character, and um, this uh, this uh, partner of him, female partner. She's from Luxembourg. I know her name. I forgot it now. They fell in love. They fall in love in the film. Uh, but the director's decision. Uh, the first time they meet uh, in the in the story of the film is actually the first time they meet in life also. So mm. he captured 
her real uh, reaction, uh, her real uh, shame uh, because her, her 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 cheeks were flushing. She actually actually sees Daniel Day Lewis for the first time <laughs> in her life, and uh, it was all real when we saw it on film. Their their first meeting because they fell in love on this first meeting, mm-hmm. and she. <laughs> Um, th- this was very surprising for me to find out such a such a director's decision. Hmm. Also, the score is by Radiohead's bass player oh, Johnny Greenwood. Cool. So, <laughs> what, ca- what can you do? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I mean, because uh, we we've spoken about um, it, and Bill Skarsgård is kept away from the kids through the um, through filming, so that when they film the scene where they first see the monster to be real penny. to be real and Pennywise. you're also thinking pennywise not pennies pennyworth penny- as as adam kept saying in the episode pennywise pennyworth is batman's butler yeah um <laughs> it's it's real fear and i mean even though these kids are actors so and they've been acting all their lives they're like child stars so hmm. in interviews they they're like we're professionals like we know what we're doing well even recently but one it, of our recent episodes is uh mary queen of scots and as well that margot robbie and Sasha ronan didn't see each other until they shot that one scene where they meet each other as well and they avoided really? people in, on set. in real they yeah in real, see each other? yeah they avoided each other on set so that they got the the real feel for that scene which is a standout scene in that movie i think the scene with the sheets right yeah the when, sheets when. yeah yeah yeah, that's I, the first I, time I, they met. I loved this film, really. I I didn't have any expectations, and I I loved it mm. uh, more more than the favorite, for example. Yorgos Lanthimos was the favorite. I I I preferred the the Queen of Scots. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it was good. It's it's nice because there's a couple of films, a lot of films, if it's about Scottish history, is usually the Battle of Independence or like Braveheart or Outlaw King. And Outlaw King came out on Netflix with Chris Pine, which is, it kind of does the same thing as Mary Queen of Scots, but there's just something about Mary Queen of Scots that has a nicer feel to it, you know? It's more intimate. It's about emotion. It's about being in this restrictive part of, like, being a queen is restrictive in itself, and there are so many rules, but also in, like, the period of time of being a woman. And so it's like, but how to deal with that and then also how to deal with the emotions that are going on Mm. and in outlaw king you don't get that because it's a lot more like men are fighting now freedom (laughs) exactly so it it loses that emotional connection you get i think in mary queen of scots yeah you would have listened to uh when we uh release in sequence the favorite and Mary Queen of Scots, and I also really pre- yeah, okay yes. Uh, <laughs> so, so I yeah I also preferred. Um, well, I I wasn't crazy about the favorite, but um, thinking about the two now, clearly uh, I have a, and it did something that never happened before. Me now actually liking Margot Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't like Margot Robbie also. <laughs> I'm not her fan. I I uh, yes. Hey, Jan, do you know, um, I listened uh, in one of your podcasts, you were talking about Trainspotting 2. Yeah. And uh, you, you were talking about this Bulgarian character and you, and you said that you like the, the heroine, uh, very, very, not the heroine, the, the actress very much, Angela, Angela Nedjavkova. Do you remember? Yes. This was Trainspotting 2 and you said this is the perfect woman for you. I know her. 
<laughs> oh wow! I can. <laughs> okay, that's well, great. <laughs> we'll talk afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll manage it. Oh. <laughs> uh. That's amazing. That's cool. She was great. She was great. She was really good. I we recently watched that because it came out on Netflix again. I, yeah. I, I and I, I know in our episode, I'm like, I don't know if this will be a, a masterpiece. Nah, it is. It, it's in the same level to me as Train Spotting One. It's got it's something about it. This whole feel of being lost and of growing up and like like all the dreams that you had as a as a teenager and like what actually life is. There's just something about it mm-hmm. that I'm like, nah, this is a really good film as well. And that's from a 20 year old. It's like that watched Train Spotting like six years before it came out i'm like no i i even i felt it for having affinity for those characters so it's yeah. a really nice film and she fits in really well in that film too i feel she, she was actually the main character yeah to my surprise yeah i didn't know i didn't expect she's the only one that escapes without really any baggage afterwards she's the only one that manages to get away from the depressingness that they're they've ruined their own lives mm-hmm. and she's able to find a way out and be who she wants to be which is Quite an achievement in that film, actually. Yeah. With and her. in the end, uh, she, she went back home. Ma- her mother was waiting for her at the train station. And uh, the place where they shot this scene, it's like five minutes from me now. I, oh, can, wow. I can reach there in five minutes. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's so funny. Nice. It's mm. cool because we haven't said it, but because you're you're in bulgaria right and so we have like what two hours difference uh, uh isn't it one or two maybe two how, how how what is the time there now the time is three ten past three, okay two hours two hours it's not that via internet we're able to actually have your voice and yeah. your, your face that's that's quite nice <laughs> podcast is do? great hey <laughs> Science, (laughs) technology, technology is weird. Aliens, yeah. (laughs) I know it's 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 super cool. Do we feel we have additional stuff to talk about about Amour? Um, I loved it. I mean, I loved it. It's one of these films that you could talk about for hours, but equally, you're like you want other people to discover it themselves and then have a conversation with them about what they felt. Yeah, it's one of those films. Whereas Roma, we picked up, Anouk especially, you picked apart and found so much gold in it. I feel this one is such a personal um, story. I'm actually intrigued. I'm, I'm going to show it to my parents to see what they what their reaction is, obviously, because they've they all had parents that have, are no longer with us. And having that experience of like losing somebody even closer than, say, like we would for a grandparent. So that's, I'm quite curious to see what that what that experience is. That's mm. exactly the feeling I had. Mm. Oh, I need to show that <laughs> to my parents. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's an excellent film. Well worth a watch. Yeah, mm. it's lovely. It really is. Is there an apartment that you'd like to live in, <laughs> in a film? That isn't Whoa. the dreamers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought that might have been creative process, but yeah. actually want to be in your life. <laughs> Let me think. The dreamers is too big. Uh-huh. Uh, the housing mother will drive me crazy. Uh, the house in Call Me By Your Name. Maybe the house in Call Me By Your Name. It's a nice mm. house. It's it? beautiful. That fireplace. <laughs> or just the kitchen. I'm okay with the kitchen. It's got a pool. <laughs> Put me anywhere in it. <laughs> it's so Elio's nice. room, I will leave to some somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a, a lot of uh, people wanting to live in Elio's room. <laughs> it's... Guys, this film was crazy. It's a, it's a, it's became a religion already. It's an amazing, Probably, yeah. Together with Phantom Thread, this will be the other film to, to pass the threshold of uh, future classic films. 
Yeah. But I kind of like because if you think of like major successful films that are that feature a gay relationship for years and years and years it was you know brought broke back mountain yeah for years and now i'm just happy that something like call me by your name is now in the main topic of conversation because i think that's a really nice way of handling that and yeah. it's a good film yeah and they're also not stereotypically <clears throat> showing that they're gay you know in so many tv series films theater you know the, the gay person is has to act in a certain way dress in a certain way yeah, they are tricky. Some some heterosexual guys, they don't know what what will happen. <laughs> <laughs> watching the film, they will be surprised. I'm not watching this. <laughs> I watched this with my parents. Yay! Oh yeah, the peach scene. Oh, <laughs> never look at a peach again. I haven't eaten a peach since. The or uh, the 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 other way around, eating only peaches from now on. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some, some people. It's true. Oh dear. Every peach is, is now sexualized. <laughs> I can't I can't read Roald Dahl's James and the Giant Peach any ever again. God, that's a shame. Oh, it's such dear. a nice book. Shall we do the, the question? Not the question. Do we feel we can go into the rating? The rating. Then the questionnaire yeah, and, sure. and plugging. Yes, sure. definitely. All right. So Anuk, Jan and Boriana, was Amu our good, bad or just plain standard? Starting with our guest. Good. How, how how can it be something else but good? <laughs> it's very true. Yeah. Good and powerful, gripping, especially if you have parents or grandparents that are gearing towards getting older, mm. like severely. So yeah, very, uh, very surprised and good. Anik? I agree. It was very good. And it's always nice and also difficult to watch a film like this because the camera doesn't leave the scene when you want it to. Mm. But it's okay to live in that vulnerable state. Yeah, good. I'd say this is in my vault, actually. In your vault? I think I'm sticking this in the vault. Excellent. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Nice. Very nice. Here at the Good, the Bad, and the Just Plain Standard, we have the Milk in a Wine Glass questionnaire, which is based on Marcel Proust, who took some questions at three stages of his life, then Bernard Pivot at the end of every apostrophe episode, he had a 10-minute segment, and uh, more recently, James Lipton inside the actor's studio. So I have a few questions for you, Boriana. <laughs> what is your favorite word? My favorite word. Yes. <clears throat> it must be, uh, I, I have favorite words every week. So this, it has to be the word of the week, probably. <laughs> That's fine, Sounds yeah. Good. That's good. Hmm. I think this this week, my favorite word is poetry. Oh. Sorry if I'm being bored. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, no, not at all. That's nice. Cool. Now, what is the least favorite word of the week? Hmm. I, I have this word which um, I I hate always, uh, and I hate when when people use it. Or I think they need to to switch it with something else, and it's the word interesting. <laughs> I hate when people say interesting instead, instead of something something much more um, imaginative. We yeah. we learn from a a coach during acting is like if you ever do a performance or a play and you ask somebody how it is and they say interesting it's code for them having nothing to say about it yes something something like this i think people must not use the word interesting mm-hmm. hmm, that's in <laughs> that's interesting <laughs> that's there um creatively spiritually or emotionally what turns you on 
what 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 turns you on what makes you happy yeah what makes me happy yeah that's easier i'm always happy when during my process my work process with the floor plans or uh, no matter which stage it is the painting or researching i'm always happy when i discover something some meaning some something uh, which uh, the which nobody else saw before me and when i discover it it's only mine and i'm like super happy and i want to share it to to, to and i i always tell it to several friends at least they uh they hate me already for this because nobody cares uh for example the the last time i experienced such happiness it was this week uh, i i've been uh doing f- uh, this apartment um it's from 1975 film shot entirely by women and uh, there's a protagonist woman in the in the um, um, in the main row and the only row and she lives in this Brussels apartment and she almost never leaves this apartment and she's doing uh, three hours uh, housework the the film is called Jean Dioman Brussels uh, key uh, 10 9 very, three, three lines of uh, title you will see it i posted it already today and i discovered that all the wallpaper pattern the parquet pattern the tiles everything around her was actually uh, prison bars and she was living in a cage and and all the patterns in her apartment were were uh, prison bars and this is this 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 made me really happy because i don't know if someone else knew this so far and the <laughs> film is from 75 1975 it was amazing that's to, awesome to, let me just because I've seen actually I've seen this on your Patreon, so let me just find it and so I can uh, provide the French pronunciation. Of course. Oh yes, please, please. <laughs> Do you see the prison bars on on the image in Patreon? I uploaded it two hours ago. Is that the Patreon for everyone? Ah, okay. Jeanne Dielman, 23 Quai du Commerce, 1080 Bruxelles. Wow. Ah. So it's an address? Uh, yes, I think it's the address of probably her apartment. Yeah. Ah, oh, interesting. Uh, for to be a to be a film title. I know. I found Sorry, I just said interesting. <laughs> no, it's just like Jan says that <laughs> says, says the says the name of the film. You're like, "Oh, it's an address." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> so it's just the level of understand understanding of French. And he's like, "Oh, it's a street name." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> That's yeah. That's her name and the address, like oh. the the street and the zip code and the yeah. That's interesting. Mm. Oh yes, I see the prison bars now. That's that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> In the uh, that's that's cool. Ooh. Back to the question. Yeah, and what what uh, makes you sad then? What makes me sad? Yeah. Oh, Every, everything can make me sad. A movie can make me sad. Actually, I saw um, this documentary about Michael Jackson two, two days ago. Hmm. Uh, there, there is this documentary on HBO, which uh, was... Have you heard of it? The Michael yeah, Jackson leave, documentary. Leaving Neverland, yeah. Yeah, ne- Leaving yeah. Neverland. So I think my life is divided into two now, before and after this film. And I was, I was so sad <laughs> after, after, in the morning after, after, after I saw this film. I'm sad because I don't know how uh, I'm going to listen to Michael Jackson's songs from now on. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think everyone's really. feeling. I, I will miss. I will miss this because that was it for me. 
Yeah, today the, re- the recording today is the 8th of March. I read today that the Simpsons episode featuring Michael Jackson has been pulled from circulation. Yeah. So if you have a DVD of that, that will be the only version of that around. Because if, if you've got it on Blu-ray, they'll update the Blu-ray and it will go from the from the list. So if you have a DVD of th- that series having that on, you'll be one of the few people in the world that will be able to see that episode anymore. Radio stations aren't playing his songs either. Yeah. Of course, uh, his fans are saying that yeah, it's all they, lies. they are very supportive. Very supportive. But, I mean, once you hear something like that, it's hard not to hear it every time you hear Michael Jackson's songs for, for me. Yeah. So even if I believe it or not, it's still going to be somewhere in my head. Yeah. Th- yeah. That's so, so, okay, so this thing doesn't make you happy. So what would be the favorite curse word you would use in that case then? <laughs> Curse. Bad word. Bad, uh, swear word. Swear word. What's your favorite? Swear word. Yeah. I love the swear words of other languages, uh, not mine languages. So I, I know from films curses from uh, in French and I love them. You know, but I think I'd not. it's not okay to say them. Is it okay? I, I because they, they mean nothing to me. Do what? you know the Polish the Polish guys they their swear word. We have the same one in um Bulgaria. Uh it's um it's kurva. Kurva. I think I've heard, yes. I have a I have a I used to have a, a, a close friend of mine who's, who's Polish. She used to say that a lot. It's a horrible word in Bulgarian. A horrible. You need you need to never say it. Probably something like puta. You know, in in in, in French, something something more maybe even more horrible. But in Polish, they say it. Every third word <laughs> is kurva, kurva, kurva. <laughs> And uh, I think it's still some kind of an easier, easier swear there, there, lighter one. Well, we in Scotland we have the, the use of the c word, which is you cannot you say in America, but it's used in everyday language. Really, Scotland, uh, yeah. the c word? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't know why I'm saying the c word. I can say it, but <laughs> just, just, just for my own, just out of habit of recording, I might. No, I won't say it. Well, the- we, we, we know the word. Yeah, yeah. I think everyone does. You can say it. You can say it, well, but it's it is hor- it, it 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 sounds horrible. Yeah, it's it's I, out of context. It's just such a horrible sounding word. I would say that this episode uh, right now has a potential to be seen by many people, so it's probably better to avoid. <laughs> yeah, maybe just this 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 once. Um, a Scottish person will refrain refrain from saying the c word. What sound or noise do you like and then dislike? I'm living next to the airport. <laughs> I have the airplanes flying all the time <laughs> above me <laughs> i'm amazed we only heard one there was only one during the, the, the recording i was like that's quite good yeah there must be a start. you only have one plane. there's only been one well there's only one we've heard so if there's been others they've not been noticeable <laughs> and it's not even that it wasn't even that noticeable to be fair sounded like a homage to roma kind of thing but yeah. <laughs> i'm i'm pretty much like roma yes yeah. and, uh, some some of the engines sound i love the others i don't love <laughs> I, I know the the sound of the different engines <laughs> the different models wow what profession other than your own would you like to attempt a film director mm. never never to happen probably but i i, I love the idea yeah. and not attempt mm-hmm. probably i i don't think I ever want to to get back to architecture the way it was? Mm. Really? I, d- I don't want to, to go back there. 
If God exists, what would you like to hear her say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Uh, when I arrive? Yes. So when I'm dead? Yes, uh, I'm afraid at some point in the, in the <laughs> distant future it may happen. Unfortunately, living people don't get to go to heaven. You know, a, fr a friend t told me once, and uh, I support this fear of her, Uh, she said she is scared that uh, when we die, we probably will find out that it's not the end, that something is to continue after this. So she was hoping that it, this is going to be the, the end, this life and no more. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And uh, yes, and uh, I think I, I would also love that. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. Fair enough. <laughs> Nice. If you were reincarnated as some other plant or animal, what would it be? You have, you have all seen the lobster, Yorgos yeah. Okay. <laughs> plant or animal? Plant or animal? I think I want to be a tree. Those trees that live like thousand years, you know? Yeah. They just stay there, grow bigger and bigger and bigger and just witness. Sequoia. Yeah. Yes. Mm, nice. Witness, I like that. Which is perfect uh, with the question that is coming, actually. If you had the opportunity to go and view any future from the past, like if you were completely invincible, uh, invin invisible and you had an able fish to understand what was being said, uh, view any culture from the past, um, like you walked am amongst the Romans or cave people, or who would you choose? To be. I mean, uh, who, I, to, who would I choose to, to be in the past or? Who, or to, to go or, visit any culture from the past. Aha, to visit yeah. culture. Yeah. Hmm. It won't be the dinosaurs era or the first people era for sure. It won't be the, um, the, the cholera in London time, the dark times. It won't be the Renaissance. Probably it will be somewhere the 20s the 20s of 20th century and although i have always been very interested in um, for the for formation of new york uh the town the city of new york but no 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 20s 20s um in in europe of france but paris france but yeah. yes but it sounds like a little bit woody allen <laughs> now <laughs> Cool. Yeah, so it's always a bad question to ask what's your favorite movie, but I'll just ask, in the last hundred years, could you do like a top five of your favorite movies? Yes, yes, yes. It will be three of them, Lars von Trier. <laughs> okay, um, Lars von Trier, Melancholia. I loved Lars von Trier's The House That Jack Built, but don't say it. It's <laughs> it's very judging to say it out loud that you loved this film. You probably haven't seen it yet. Uh, okay, top five. Uh, Melancholia, Lars von Trier. Uh, Clouds of Seals Maria, Olivia Sayas. Um, I discovered this director um, mm, with the shop, shoplifters director um, Hirokazu Koreda. So Maborosi, his film... I, I, I love this one, Maburosi. So we have Clouds of Seus Maria, Maburosi, Melancholia. I will put uh, David Lynch, something by David Lynch for sure. But which one? Blue Velvet. Hmm. 
Blue Velvet by David Lynch. And um, something from last year, let's say Phantom Thread. I would of course. S- nice. I would say it's quite incredible that you said melancholia because my next question, which I haven't asked ever uh, already, is if you knew with absolute certainty that the world would end one day from now, what would you do with those 24 hours? Uh, that's the question everyone asks uh, while watching, asks themselves while watching melancholia, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> what would I do next 24 hours? Wow, I I don't know. I I will. I think I will spend them in solitude. I mean, not saying goodbye to anyone. Probably somewhere alone. Probably I'll go up in the mountain. I ha- I have this mountain just across the window. I see it from here. Mm-hmm. I, I I I can't imagine it actually. But I loved the place where the protagonists of Melancholia. Uh, saw the end of the world. They, they were on this, uh, in front of this castle, on this uh, lawn, all alone, all, away from the world, just just waiting for the apocalypse. <laughs> it is so beautiful place. <laughs> nice. Wait for the apocalypse. Um, we reached the two bonus questions, guys. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't have. I think I asked my bonus questions already. That's the problem. I think. Yeah. Don't torture them. Is <laughs> No. Which which director would you would you like to see your art? Even if it's not one you've done, like is there a director out there you go it's in a in a selfish way it's like, oh I hope they've they've seen what I've done. Uh Hirokazu Koreda is the Jap- Japanese director I discovered last year and I put his uh Maburosi film in my top five. This is one of the directors I would like to meet. And the other one is Pavel Pavlikovsky. He's coming to Sofia next week. Nice. Awesome. <laughs> Dream come true. Nice. We'll see about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's plugging time. Oh, yeah. Go go podcast rangers. Mighty plug-in podcast rangers. Go go podcast rangers. Mighty plug-in podcast rangers. I'm going to invest in getting us a jingle. I yep. think I will invest in us getting a jingle so, uh, soon. I'm working on something. We'll record that. <laughs> so, Boriana, we talked already a few times about Flop Long Croissant. So, do you, so where can our billion of listeners uh, One day. follow you? Can you talk about your Patreon? What's the address and your social media stuff? They can, everyone can find me at, um, at fplancrosan on Instagram, Facebook, and Patreon. Patreon is only for the, the small film club I have formed there. And it's closed for uh, most, of the, most of the things I write there are closed for the public. But uh, I think Instagram is the main place. I just feel very comfortable there to expose my thoughts, my work, my process. My emotions. Nice. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Any words to add in conclusion to this extremely nice and uh, we were happy to have yeah. you on the episode. This has been great. So cool. Um, thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. I was really excited. <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> to excited wait too. for this meeting. We were excited too. We'll definitely get on Phantom Thread after your glowing right above it. We'll, we'll yes. get on that. And Elena. Yes. And Elena. And yes. Lars von Trier films. And Phantom Thread several times. Yeah, several, several times. times. We'll watch it at least twice before we talk about it. Yeah, we will. With with a week between them. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> Not immediately. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
Okay. okay. So thank Good you, time. thank you to everyone listening or even watching, and you also, Boriana, as we said. Uh, can we just because I, what is your full name? I I won't even try to see. It's Boriana Ilieva. 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 Boriana Ilieva. Okay. Well, thank you again for coming. Thank you, everyone, to listening. And uh, we were Adam, Anouk, Jan, and Boriana. Bye bye. Juan Croissant. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Good, the Bad, and the Just Plain Standard podcast. If you like what you heard, you can leave us a review via iTunes. If you want to keep up to date with what we're doing, you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Good Bad Standard Podcast on both platforms. If you fancy seeing the live streams that we talk about on the podcast, they can be found on youtube.com. You search for Milk in a Wine Glass. There are other bits and bobs in there too, just to see what Jan's up to during the week. And if you really like us, like really, really like us, why don't you head on over to patreon.com slash goodbadstandardpodcast and have a look if you want to support us. Any small donation is appreciated.